Well, hello, Jer. Today we're going to talk about the Blasket Islands. Now, the Blaskets are the most westerly group of islands off the coast of Ireland. They are a group of seven islands, with the biggest being, obviously, Blasket Moor. It is said that St. Brendan and his 12 monks set sail from there to discover America in the 7th century. Not an easy journey, as you can imagine. According to Charles Smith, author of The Ancient and the Present State of the County of Kerry, which was 1756, the Great Blasket was only inhabited by monks prior to 1710. However, a document left by the captain of a ship has recently been discovered in, guess where? In the archives in Simancas in Spain, which clearly shows that there were people living on Blasket Moor at least a hundred years earlier than 1597. In the document, the captain refers to the islands as Islas de Blasque. He claims that the inhabitants of those islands were all Spanish speakers. Now, I very much doubt that but they had probably learned a few words to help them in their trading with Spain. Apparently, the Ferreter family had been in control of the islands then and in fact had a castle there as far back as the 13th century. So this is proof that the islands were not only inhabited by monks, but also by other people at an early stage. In 1588, several ships of the Spanish Armada took shelter in the Blasket Sound between Dunquin and the Blasket Islands, hoping to find food, water and a chance to repair their hulls and damaged rigging. Among them, the ship San Juan de Portugal, commanded by Juan Martínez de Recalde, and another ship called the Santa Maria de la Rosa. The San Juan de Portugal did manage to return to La Coruña in Spain, but it lost a third of its crew on the way back. The Santa Maria de la Rosa did not make the journey back to Spain. It sank on the 21st of September 1588 in the rough waters around the Blaskets, and out of a crew of 250, only one man survived. 400 years later, in 1988, Dunquin erected a monument to the Spanish Armada, There's also a plaque to Spanish sailors lost at sea in the cemetery at Kylemoor on the island of Valencia. The Blasket Islands have the same latitude as St John's, Newfoundland. And the fact is that many Irish people went to Newfoundland in the 18th and 19th centuries. They brought with them their language and Gaelic culture. By the 1780s, the Irish were the largest ethnic group in the St John's area, with a population of around 3,200. By 1815, the numbers had risen to over 19,000. However, after the end of the Napoleonic Wars, the colony was plunged into a depression which lasted for years and caused great hardship and suffering. The population of Labrador decreased and over the following years, there was a fall in the population as people were forced to seek work elsewhere. The economy had been vibrant during the time of the wars, but after peace had been declared, Newfoundland and Labrador faced strong competition from the French, the Norwegians and the Americans. Sadly, the Irish language gradually died out. 
although there are still traces of Irish in Newfoundland English today. Words like slivin, meaning a rascal, or a sly person, or streel, meaning a slovenly person. And there are also grammatical features like the use of after in phrases like he's after leaving, or the use of a habitual tense, for example, I do be doing or I do be working, be a megubber. These relics of past times still remain and people often say that the English spoken in the Avalon Peninsula still has a touch of the Irish brogue to it. In 1858, the Blasken Islands were the focus of attention when the first Atlantic underwater telegraph cable went from Valencia Island, which is 12 miles south of the Blaskets, to a place called Heart's Content in Newfoundland, 2,300 miles away. Imagine a cable going 2,300 miles under the water. The first official message in Morse code was, glory to God in the highest, on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. However, earlier, when they had first tested the cable connection, the first unofficial words were, the old lady has landed. An amazing feat. Just as a point of interest, many visitors are surprised by the name Valencia Island. It actually comes from the Irish name Anvalia Incha, the island in the mouth of the sound, or Bale Incha, meaning the mouth of the island. So Bale Incha, However, what is likely is that Spanish and English sailors, on hearing the name in Irish, reinterpreted it as similar to Valencia in Spain. And so that is how it is referred to today. The Blasket Islanders were all Irish speakers, and thanks to them we have books such as Twenty Years A-Growing by Morris O'Sullivan, Peg Sayers, An Old Woman's Reflections, and Thomas O'Crohan's The Island Man. The language they use is both poetical and musical. Although written in the beautiful Irish spoken on the islands, the English translation also allows us to share in the magical art of storytelling, as thankfully the translators have tried to keep close to the original rich poetical language, which is a marked feature of Irish. These books are real classics, which should be cherished as a gift for future generations. However, life was difficult on the islands. Today, there is still no electricity, no TV, no Wi-Fi, and in 1953, the population on Blasket Moor had shrunk to only 22. Reluctantly, they decided that living on the island was no longer viable. And so these last inhabitants moved to the mainland. In 1974, the former Taoiseach, Charles Hoche, purchased one of the smaller Blasket Islands called Inishvikalon as a holiday retreat for him and his family. However, he had to share the island with those visitors from Canada who fly across the Atlantic Ocean every year to breed. <laughs> I'm referring, of course, to the Atlantic puffins who fly back faithfully every year to both Inishvikalon and Inishnabro. When Charles Hochi died in 2006, the island was inherited by his four children. And although they had offers from people wanting to buy the island, they have refused to sell it. 
the Blasket Islands are reminders of past times and as such are part of our Irish culture and heritage. They should be preserved and treasured for future generations.